Well, good afternoon. Um, it's a blessing to be here. Uh, it's a beautiful day. I'll read two brief passages to, uh, to kind of introduce the lesson. First of all, we're familiar with Romans chapter 1, beginning in verse 16. It says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For in, the righteousness, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but, right, but the righteous shall, man shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness, ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through that which has been made, so that they are without excuse. And also Psalm 19 verse 1 says that the heavens are, are telling of the glory of God and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. So as an introduction, I want us to think about creation itself is the work of God's hands, but God also uses his creation to reveal his own nature and to give us glimpses of his eternal plan to expose and defeat Satan and darkness. So let's take a look at the beginning of, of the book of Genesis and see what it reveals to us about God and his eternal plan. Now some of the things, um, the examples and, and connections that I make here, um, if you will, may not be necessarily, you know, this is stated in the Old Testament, quoted in the New Testament, but things that I think that we can infer from some of the scriptures, but Lord willing, I'll let the scriptures do the talking. Um, God says it better than I do. In Genesis chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. And then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning one day. And I did f forget one disclaimer. Um, I know the passages that we, we read at the beginning from Romans and from Psalm 19. They talk about the creation of God. And God's creation does indeed reveal a great deal to us about God. And, and I understand that obviously creation doesn't fully reveal everything about God. We do need that. We do need the scriptures. I would ask you, as we look at some of these verses and we think about these things, put those two together. Put together what you know, what you observe from the physical creation that we can see and the scriptures that we read. And also, if you will, combine some of the things that God has blessed us with the knowledge through science to learn about his creation that we might also see and understand some of these things better or see spiritual lessons that might be there as well. But anyway, 
we read Genesis 1, verses 1 through 5. It's talking about God creating darkness and, or excuse me, creating light and separating the light from the darkness. I think about that in the light of what John writes in 1 John, beginning in verse 1. There he says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and the life was manifested. We have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard we, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. This is the message we have heard from Him and announced to you, that God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. So first of all, if you will, and I, I realize this passage talks about, John's talking about Christ and God both, talking about deity. Um, but first and foremost, the first thing that God creates is light. And he draws a parallel to the light. God is light. So think about God in that context. The, the, the fact that he... Um, separated uh, light from darkness. Um, in Genesis 1 and verse 3, God said, Let there be light, and there was light. First of all, by creating light, God was and is revealing His goodness, His purity, and holiness contrasted with the darkness and evil of Satan and his angels. In 1 John 1, 1 through 5, What was from the beginning was made manifest to us, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Um, Paul writes in Ephesians 6, in verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So when God created light, he made a separation between the light and the darkness, Genesis 1 and verse 4, indicating that true light, purity, and holiness, and darkness and evil cannot coexist. Our expression, or the expression that we frequently use, we talk about things and we say, well, it's the difference between daylight and dark. Why? Because there is a difference. Um, they're not the same. They are to be contrasted. In Genesis 1 and verse 5, it says, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. In Revelation, in chapter 22, beginning in verse 1, he says, Then the angel showed me the river of, of, of the water of life, bright as a crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Through the middle of the street of the city also, on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for, for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads, and, the, and night will be no more. And they will need no light or lamp or sun, 
for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign for, forever, excuse me, forever and ever. And that's the ESV version. So if we think about what's recorded in Revelation 21, and we kind of put it together with what we read in Genesis 1 and verse 5, he says, and there was evening and there was morning the first day. Uh, it's interesting there that evening is mentioned before morning. And is that perhaps an indication that we must pass through the darkness of this world before we can awake to the eternal day and the light in the presence of God? Secondly, in Genesis chapter 1, in verses 14 through 19, he creates two lights, a greater light and a lesser light. Beginning in, again, Genesis 1:14, he says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night, and he made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning a fourth day. If you will, that in this, let's think of the greater light as being a representation of Christ. John records, beginning in John 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. And there was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. And also Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 12, says, Now when Jesus heard that John had been taken into custody, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and settled in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light, And those who were sitting in the land and the shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. And also in Colossians chapter 2, um, verse 9, well, chapter 2, verse 9, it says, For in him Christ, uh, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And again, if we think about that in reference to 1 John 1 and verse 5, um, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Christ is that great light. In Genesis, he said that the greater light was to govern the day. And if you will, 
think about, again, from a science perspective, the sun is the source of light and heat which radiates from it. As the psalmist recorded in Psalm 19 and, Psalm 19 and verse 6, says it's rising from one end of the heavens and its circuit to the other end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. So the sun is the source of light and heat. And thinking about the daytime, if we think about the greater light to rule the day, as Genesis records, at no time has God's light shone as brightly and as clearly as when Emmanuel, God with us, His Son, Jesus, walked here upon this earth. When Christ was here, His life, His teaching, and light exposed exposed sin for what it was and is, and illuminated the way for those who desire to escape the darkness of sin. Thus we could compare the day to the time when Christ was here on the earth, because indeed there has never been a greater light in this world. But Genesis also referred to the lesser lights, and if you will, Think about the lesser light that rules the night as being us, as the humans, mankind, who God created upon this earth. In John chapter 3, beginning in verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed." But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been, been done in God. And again from the book of Colossians in chapter 1, beginning in verse 9, it says, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For He rescued us from the domain of darkness and has, excuse me, has transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Paul writes in Ephesians, in chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, he says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, uh, 
neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting which are not fitting but rather giving of thanks for this you know that no fornicator unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience therefore do not be partakers with them for you were once darkness but now you are light in the world walk as children of light for the fruit of the spirit is all goodness righteousness and truth finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather expose them for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light therefore he says awake you who sleep arise from the dead and Christ will give you light and again as Jesus spoke on the Sermon on the Mount Matthew 14 through 16 you are the light of the world a city set on a hill cannot be hidden nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house let your light so shine before me or shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven so if we think about the lesser light to govern the night the night you will if you will by contrast to the time when Christ was here is like the time now Christ has ascended back to heaven and we alone are left here upon the earth but the lesser light that God created that of the moon to rule the night the moon does not emit light or heat of its own it's merely a reflector it reflects the light from the Sun which is the source of light and heat the greater light we like the moon have no light of our own but reflect the true light from God the Father and Jesus Christ his son again with Christ ascended back into heaven with the Father we are left in the darkness of night in this world to reflect his light and to give light to the world again as Paul stated in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1 we are to imitate the Father as beloved children and as Peter records in 1 Peter 2 21 he says for this for this purpose you have been called to follow in the steps of Jesus and as Jesus stated in Matthew 5 and verse 16 that others are to see our light and glorify God so if you will think about um, Genesis chapter 1 at the beginning in verse in the first section the first day the first thing that God creates is light day four he creates this greater light and lesser light which if you will represents Christ and us in a sense and on the sixth day of creation he created us who are to reflect that light he created us in his image to reflect his light and his glory if we think of that again in light of Psalm 8 in Psalm 8 
Uh, the psalmist records, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory before the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beast of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, that passes through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. The Hebrew writer quotes uh, from Psalm 8, and, and if you will, as we're, we're considering Psalm 8, we're considering what we read already in Genesis 1. Um, think about how God has created us. In this section in Hebrews, uh, think about how this relates to the creation and, the, and that he created us as human beings and uh, then brought his son into this world. Hebrews 2, beginning in verse 6, says, But one has testified somewhere, saying, What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you are concerned about him? You have made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, and have appointed him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet, for in subjecting all things to him he left, not, left nothing that is not sub subject to him, but now we do not yet see all things subjected to him. But we do see him who, excuse me, who was made a, for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him for whom are all things and through whom are all things, and bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one Father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children whom God has given me, Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. For assuredly he does not give help to, to angels, but he gives help to the descendant of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like his brethren in all things, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. And then again, Colossians chapter 1, verse beginning verse 12. 
giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. So God, by creating the earth and man and providing light and all that we need to sustain us physically and spiritually, was carrying out and revealing his plans to defeat Satan and his rebellious angels, to firmly establish his sovereign rule over all things in heaven and on earth, and providing for our redemption through the blood of his Son, who was for a, little while, for a while made a little lower than the angels, that he might be made like those of us whom he came to save. So in thinking about the passages today, I want to leave you with these scriptures uh, as a conclusion for the lesson. In Romans 1 and verse 19 again, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen and being understood through what, he, what has been made, so they are without excuse. And again, uh, Psalm 19 and verse 1. The heavens are telling of the glory of God and their expanse is declaring the works of his hands. In Psalm 143 and verse 5, the psalmist um, records this, says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I muse on the works of your hands. And as the psalmist recorded in Psalm 27 and verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? And then as was recorded in Revelation 22 and verse 5, And night will be no more, and they will need no light or lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. I hope those passages have made those connections for you between the light that God created and the light that He is and the light that He created us to be. And I hope those uh, concluding verses give us a hope for being able to see the eternal light in heaven uh, and stand in His presence and His glory there. And I think it's a fitting lesson a fitting thought 
uh, following being able to go yesterday to Ruth's memorial and think about how her life was impacted by God's light and how she reflected his. <laughs> 